You've probably heard that Christians shouldn't take political sides, that neither the left nor the right are Christian options, and as faithful Christians, we need to be somewhere right in the middle. But this is blatantly false. It's a deception, and this view has enormous consequences for a faithful Christian's life. Let's talk about it. that God has a plan for the world. God has a course that he wants the world to go on and that we as faithful Christians ought to be progressing on that course away from where we are now to a better thing that God has planned for us and for the world. So in that way, Christians ought to be progressive. Christians ought to also be conservative by conserving the good things that the Holy Spirit has accomplished in the world and in our society and our culture up until this point. So in that way, Christians ought to be conservative. But that might sound like we ought to be somewhere in the middle. We are to be considered progressives in this one way and conservatives in this other way. But I want to think about what our culture, what our society actually means by progressive and conservative because it's not that. When we think of conservative in our society, secular culture doesn't think about the Holy Spirit whatsoever. Secular society, uh, when we're referring to progressivism, doesn't think about the Holy Spirit whatsoever. I want to break it down for you and give you a an incredibly crystal clear argument as to why this idea that Christians shouldn't be taking political sides is absolutely ridiculous, it's deceptive, and the people who are pushing it intend on deceiving you. And sometimes they might be malicious, and other times they might just be deceived or stupid. Let's apply that the Christian walk, what Christians ought to be doing in response to each of the major controversial cultural issues. I'll just go down the list. So I'm going to name a bunch and I'm going to kind of explain the Christian perspective on these and which side a Christian ought to take. And then we'll basically tally up the results to see which which thing a Christian can confidently call themselves. If it's liberal or leftist or if it's conservative or on the right or if it's somewhere in the middle. So let's consider these issues. One is same-sex marriage. Where ought a Christian to fall on the issue of same-sex marriage? Well, the Bible says a man will join with his wife and become one flesh. The Bible has no good, reasonable concept of a godly same-sex union. Most evangelicals believe that today. Incidentally, a conservative value. Transgenderism. How about that? Well, the Bible also says God made them man and woman. A Christian ought to say that it's not a legitimate thing. A man cannot become a woman just because he wants to. God made men men and God made women women and there's no changing that. To change your appearance is not to change your biology. We want to say that gender and sex are the same thing. Gender is not a social construct. Uh, gender in fact was made, it was the, the concept of gender referring to anything having to do with human sex was invented by a very, very evil, evil man named John Money. 
many years ago. You could look him up. I recommend that you do. The issue of transgenderism, a Christian ought to be of the position that uh, a man cannot legitimately become anything other than a man because he is a man. There's no changing it. Gender and sex are the same thing. A gender, in fact, is, is just a an invented term. It's really just sex. I don't even like to use the word gender for that reason. So again, that's a check mark for conservatism. What about abortion? That's a big deal right now. And obviously, Christians, faithful Christians, are of the position that we ought not to murder. And abortion is murder. Abortion is the ending of a of a, an innocent human life. And the Bible says you shall not murder. And again, that's a mark for conservatism. Leftists want to say exactly the opposite, that either it's not a human or that women's rights to do whatever she wants to with her own body, even though it's not her own body, uh, trumps the value of human life. Mm, a bad argument, but the Christian perspective, again, aligns with the conservative view. Let's move on. What about punishment for murder? This is actually an interesting thing where a lot of evangelicals, uh, especially big name evangelical leaders, will uh, will be in conflict with each other. There's a big movement in evangelicalism right now where, um, I, in fact, the ERLC, you can look it up, um, signed against something called the Louisiana Bill or Louisiana Statement. Anyway, you can look it up, which basically was going to be uh, outlawing abortion and punishing anyone involved, including the mothers. And it might not sound savory to us to want to punish uh, mothers for the murder of their children, but if they're willingly causing it, then biblically they ought to be punished because the Bible says that anyone who takes the life of another person should be put to death. And so, yeah, we might not like it, but that's, it's what the Bible says. It's in there. And if we as faithful Christians want to follow the principles of God's law, then we ought to be taking that, which, and like I said, evangelicals are split. This is also a thing that conservatives are split on, but this is definitely the more conservative position. Should we punish murder? Yes. That is a conservative position to take. Liberals would say, no, we don't want to punish murder. We don't want to, we don't want the death penalty, whatever. So again, the biblical position is a check mark for conservatism. What about here's here's a one that hasn't really been in the news lately, but it inevitably will come up again, and it has come up numerous times in the past. Uh, and even, you know, it is honestly related to the to the um I spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> to the abortion issue because people who are pro-abortion leftists will say, well, you're not pro-life womb to tomb. What about immigration? So let's talk about immigration. The Bible says that we need to submit to governing authorities and this issue of immigration isn't a moral issue necessarily. And it also has nothing to do with us directly. And so if, if, um, if a person wants to illegally come into this country, then that's on them and they're breaking that law. But we ought to, in this case, as faithful Christians, support the idea of legal immigration and not like the idea of illegal immigration, right? Obviously. Yeah, we, we don't want to needlessly break good laws, and that's a good law. 
Another check mark for conservatism and not leftism. I wonder if you're noticing a pattern. It's not like some of these are on the left and some of these are on the right. It's like they're all on the right so far. Let's see if that pattern continues. Moving on. What about masking? Well, the Bible teaches that we shouldn't be binding another's conscience. We shouldn't be forcing someone to do something that is uh, neither inherently right or wrong, but their conscience says they shouldn't. So we shouldn't be forcing them to do that because that is forcing another person to sin, which is wrong. And many people believe that it is wrong to wear masks for various reasons, and um, I'm included in that. I don't want to be forced to wear a mask, especially to worship, and many churches were requiring masks. Uh, the conservative view is that if you want to wear masks, wear it. If you don't, don't. The leftist view is that everyone, regardless of their conscience, should be forced to wear masks. Many evangelicals said this, many evangelical churches, many so-called conservative evangelical churches did this, and that's very bad, and it seems to be against the Bible. So again, this is another check mark for conservatives. What about, let's say, I don't know, burning down cities when someone kills someone presumably unjustly, but then the courts, uh, you know, might say it's completely just. <laughs> or even if it's unjust, what, what about that? Burning down cities because you don't like that something happened. Well, the Bible says that the government bears the sword. It is not us that seeks revenge, but it is the the civil government that is supposed to um, have the authority to punish evil. And uh, it's not ours to burn down cities. And so conservatives, Christians, ought to be against the burning down of cities. And I wonder which side of the fence is for and against those things. Well, conservatives are against violent protests and liberals seem to be totally for violent protests. Weird. Weird. It's like we're seeing a pattern here. So what about this? These are Those are some of the major controversial issues, but what about just things that are a part of our country? What about things like the freedom of religion? Well, uh, leftists seem to not like freedom of religion, especially when Christians uh, want to keep their churches open during when, uh, when bad things happen. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> um, so leftists want to suppress freedom of religion and conservatives want to conserve freedom of religion. Well, what about freedom of speech? That allows us as Christians to, uh, to be able to proclaim the gospel and to be able to disagree with people and to not be oppressed ourselves. So Christians, the faithful Christian position is to be for free speech, even speech you disagree with. Even something that you would consider hate speech, which now in, in Canada, I mean, and even in America, a lot of just plain biblical Christian teaching is considered hate speech. And the left in many countries around the world, Canada, America, and more, want to suppress our God-given freedom of speech, even though obviously the Christian position, the faithful Christian position that Christians should have is to courageously and unfiltered proclaim the gospel. So again, check mark for the conservatives. What about our 
other God-given rights like um, our freedom of self-defense, the Second Amendment. Well, uh, the Bible clearly indicates in many laws that it is 100% okay to fight back in self-defense, to defend yourself, to protect your family and protect your property and protect other people uh, with violence, if necessary, in, in, uh, in your own home and um, things like that. And leftists want to take away our ability to do that. So again, that's another mark for conservatives. Man, it's like we, it's like this is obvious or something. Let's go on. What about uh, our God-given right of life? You know, the our founding documents say that we have the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's look at those. Well, liberty, we already talked about liberty. Leftists want to take away liberty. The right wants to conserve liberty. Okay, so liberty is a good thing. What about life? Well, leftists want to destroy life in the womb. 60 million, ba over 60 million innocent babies have been murdered since Roe v. Wade was legalized in America in the 1970s, I believe. <sighs> That's a lot. And people would say, well, you're not pro-life if you're pro-death penalty. Well, the fact is, if we have a death penalty, we will, in fact, be conserving life because fewer people will want to take life if they're actually faced with the punishment of death. So that is valuing life, in fact, to be pro-death penalty, which, you know, is another mark for conservatives. Crazy. Pursuit of happiness. Well, um, people, I, let's just look at something as simple as the American dream. Buy a home, have a family. Uh, well, leftists are notoriously against the idea of family, against the idea of a nuclear family. Leftists want women to um, not get married and not have a bunch of kids. Kids are discouraged. Women, if they want to be as good as men, need to work a nine-to-five job and never get married, and, and that is praised. It's lauded. Uh, and that's not a Christian value. That's not a conservative value. Women ought to want, just like men, ought to want to get married and have children. And, and fortunately, it's not unfortunate, it's fortunate that God made this, the world, the way it is, that women have this desire to be at home and take care of their children. And then men can go work and provide for the family while the, the children are growing up. That's a wonderful thing. And again, that's a conservative value. It's not a, a liberal value. It's not a value on the left. It's something that the left is actively trying to destroy. In fact, one of the tenets of Black Lives Matter was to say that they want to destroy the traditional family. It's not very conservative. It's not very Christian. But it's something that the left likes, and it's something that the right doesn't like. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> what about... I don't know the source of these rights. If we talk about the rights, we ought to talk about the source of the rights. Um, well, conservatives who want to conserve the legitimacy of our founding documents, as the founding documents say, uh, it says that God is the source of our rights. Our rights are inalienable, given to us by our creator. And well, the left believes that they can blatantly lie to you and that they can, uh, like, I was watching uh, the press secretary talk about, well, I, I don't know if, if YouTube's going to censor this or not, but a big thing that happened recently having to do with a laptop and some, well, anyway, that's all I'll say. 
And there were just blatant lies. If the government is the highest power, if there is nothing higher than the government, then the government is God. If there is something higher, whatever the highest power is, that highest power is God. And Christians happen to believe, faithful Christians, not all Christians seem to believe this, but faithful Christians believe that the highest power actually is God. But leftists seem to believe that the highest power is not God, but either it's ourselves or the government. So again, that's a win for the conservatives, aligning with Christian values. Interesting. Uh, so one side generally wants higher taxes and one side generally wants lower taxes. Well, God in the Old Testament wanted to ask 10% of his people. And it seems like the left is pushing higher and higher taxes, even more than God himself asked of his people. And that does not seem like a Christian value to me. Again, that's a win for the conservatives who at the very least don't want to raise taxes, although it would be even better if we were to drastically lower taxes. The Bible wants people to work uh, for their livelihood. Leftists want a redistribution of wealth. The Bible believes in, um, in earning, earning your keep. Leftists want to take money from the rich and give to the poor. Now you could say, well, you know, giving to the poor is, is a Christian value. Yes, but not forcing people to give to the poor. People ought to give to the poor out of the kindness of their heart. To force them to do so goes against Christianity. So again, multiple wins for conservatives. Losses for liberals. More Christian values that align with the right and not the left. Those are you know, the vast majority of all controversial cultural issues and not a single one of them was where the the values aligned with the left, the Christian values aligned with the left. Not a single one. It's not even close. You know, it's not like 40-60, It's not like that. It's not a single one aligned with Christian values that's on the left. All of these Christian values is what we would traditionally call conservative. So I gave a definition at the beginning of the podcast that said Christians ought to be progressing towards what the Holy Spirit is doing in the world and conserving what the Holy Spirit has done in the world. So a deceptive person would say that, well, therefore Christians are somewhere in the middle. However, if we take that, if we take actual Christian values and apply it to what our secular world considers to be conservative or liberal, Christians would 100% be conservative. We can courageously identify ourselves as conservatives and also recognize that there are things we want to progress in and there are other things that we want to conserve. But compared to the way that our culture defines these things, we are 100% conservatives. There is a political side that we take and it's conservatism. The conservative side, the right side, embodies the vast majority, if not 100%, of all of these controversial issues. The right, not the left. There is a side, and that's that's the right side. The right. You know, it's easy to remember. You can remember it that way. Right is right. 
Now the right, not, you know, people will say like, well, the right isn't Christian and there are a lot of unchristian people on the right, whatever. Yes, yes, that's my point. The, the right is not necessarily Christian, but Christians are on the right. But the left is nowhere in the equation. The left does not embody any Christian value whatsoever. Why aren't pastors telling you this? Why are Christian leaders so gung-ho about telling you to pick some third way, somewhere in the middle? Why is that? Well, I think those saying that Christians shouldn't take political sides, those people are deceiving you. And if those people are actually themselves refusing to take political sides, they're guilty of one of three things. Either they're refusing to pick a side on major controversial issues that are tightly intertwined with our religion, in which case they're not a Christian. They're not a Christian. They are blatantly ignoring scripture, the word of God, and choosing to go their own way instead, believing it is better than God's way outlined in his word. They are being deceived. They need to repent. That's one of the options. The second option to refuse to pick a side is maybe they've picked the wrong side and they just don't want to, to say that and they want to be uh, they want to be welcoming towards the people that they disagree with. In which case, if they have picked the wrong side on on the majority of these issues, then and I mean this sincerely. I sincerely mean this, what I'm about to say. If a person calling themselves a Christian has taken the wrong side on most of these issues or all of them, you know, I think a person can, can reasonably be deceived on maybe a couple of these and then once they're presented with the truth, they can change their mind. But if a person is unwilling to change their mind on these issues when presented with biblical truth or if they... If they hold thoughtfully hold the wrong the unchristian side on these positions then again they're not a christian and they are a god hating murder loving fearful deviant apostate they're not a christian and they also need to repent the third option is that they've picked the right side and they're refusing in the exact same way as the, the second one I mentioned. They've picked the right side and they're refusing to express that because they want to uh, be welcoming to the people, again, that they disagree with. In which case, this might be the worst of all. Now you might say, Cody, how is that possibly the worst of all? Because they pick the right side on these issues. Here's why. If you have picked the right side, you are a spineless, sniveling coward who refuses to speak the truth out of fear and hides your cowardice in a cloak of unity and love while refusing to love people enough to call them into unity with the truth. You care more about being approved of by the world than you care about being approved of by God. And this might be the worst one of all because you know better. You know better. You have picked the right side on these issues and yet you refuse to express it to people 
out of whatever values you're twisting and, and imagining up like unity and love it's not unity it's not love you're not unifying with the right thing you're not loving the right thing you're loving lies and unifying with lies instead of unifying with the love of truth and loving people enough to show them that you're not loving people you're not unifying with God you're lying lies it's lies it's deception and you are willfully partaking in it if this is you if this is your pastor if this is if this is a, an author I'll give examples momentarily but there's more this might be the worst because this person knows better and they're refusing think about this does God look lightly on keeping your light under a bushel does God look lightly on salt that has lost its saltiness I think he says it's only good to be trampled does God look lightly on useless water that is neither hot nor cold it's lukewarm he spits it out those things are useless like the Christian who knows the right thing but refuses to do it repent you listen carefully you cannot be a leftist and be a Christian to be a Christian is to align yourself with conservative values. It doesn't mean that all conservative values in our secular culture are Christian values, but all Christian values by our secular culture are considered conservative if you're a faithful Christian. To those saying that Christians shouldn't be taking political sides to those giving any indication whatsoever that neither the left nor the right are Christian options like Tim Keller, Matt Chandler, Andy Stanley, David Platt, and many more, and all of their ilk. They have said these things. Again, you can look it up. They are liars. They're liars. And I can confidently say that because of the things I mentioned above. They're liars. They are deceivers. They need to repent of their deception. They are leading people astray, seriously astray. And every single one of those people I used to like before I started seeing these things. I used to respect every single one of these people until I found out, wow, they actually hold the wrong view on a lot of very serious issues. Oh, but those issues are just secondary. We need to unify with people. Do you think blatantly ignoring scripture is, is a secondary issue? Yeah, maybe. It's not the gospel. But if somebody blatantly ignores the word of God, how can they truly believe in the gospel? If they say, yeah, I believe in the gospel, but I'm going to go out and murder people. How is that Christian? This is not the fruit of salvation. This is the fruit of the devil. It's the fruit of deception. They want to deceive people. They're cowards. They want, they want people to fill their pews more than they want to please God. That's the truth. I was deceived by these people and by people like this in the past. And if you like these people, I want you to do research about these people and their beliefs. You cannot follow people like this anymore. We have to take political sides. As Christians, we do not take this third way. We take the biblical way. 
and we do not waver. Don't fall for these lies. It is unchristian to refuse to take political sides. Be wary of all people telling you that Christians aren't on the left or the right, that faithful Christians are somewhere in the middle of left and right. That's, that's propaganda. It's people trying to convince conservative Christians to be more leftist because it looks better to the culture, because it makes them more money, it fills their pews better, it makes them look cooler. That's unchristian. It's unbiblical. It's wrong. It's evil. And follow the people who confidently can say that, who confidently can call out sin, who confidently stand on the foundation of God's word and not just pretend to while seeking the admiration and the love of the culture. Don't follow those people. Hey, thanks for sticking it out to the end. I really appreciate you listening. If you want to be a big help, give me a like and a comment. Even if you disagree with me, I will respond and we can talk about it. If you also want to be notified of more content that I put out in the future, give me a subscribe. That helps tremendously be able to share truth with more people. Thank you.